You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, and thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. There's never been a better time to build your mindfulness skills. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive life's challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. Working together, we can learn and grow from any experience. So, let's get started. You may not be feeling much like playing these days, but it's really important to our mental health. If you're a regular listener, you know I've been trying to play, to have fun. But it, like everything these days, feels hard. But just because something's a challenge doesn't mean we should give up. So, I'm continuing to look for ways to play, regardless of external events. You may be wondering what play has to do with mindfulness. A key component of play is being in the moment, which is the same as being mindful. Finding play highlights an important aspect of mindfulness, which is that mindfulness is not necessarily a way to feel good or more positive or even happier. People frequently do experience these feelings if they dedicate the time to practicing meditation, but mindfulness is simply non-judgmental awareness, not a cure-all for boredom, fear, or anything else that ails us. Mindfulness helps us to accept what is happening both positive and negative, both internally and externally, and with an understanding that it is temporary, as life is a series of passing events. As we recognize that we are feeling down or not enjoying life, we can explore it without judgment, accept it for what it is, and then decide if we want to do something about it or not. A lot of people are struggling with their mental well-being right now, so why not take steps to improve it? Hence, play. 
I've realized through these challenging times that almost all of my play since my children grew up has been externally focused. Amusement parks, the zoo, the beach, movie theaters, comedy shows, happy hour with friends, which of course has all come to a screeching halt. My first priority now is to reconnect with my inner child to find the fun that goes with play. I could do it as a child, so I should certainly be able to figure it out as an adult. According to Dr. Stuart Brown from his book, Play, the properties of play include purposeless, voluntary, inherent attraction, freedom from time, diminished consciousness of self, improvisational potential, and a desire to continue. Sounds good. But how do we do it? In desperate need of an expert, I recently interviewed Jeff Harry, founder of Rediscover Your Play. Jeff is a leadership consultant, executive coach, and international speaker on the very serious subject of play. Jeff has worked with Google, Microsoft, Southwest Airlines, Adobe, the NFL, Amazon, and Facebook, helping their staff to infuse more play into the day-to-day. His play work has been featured in the New York Times, CNN, and more, plus one of my favorites, Soul Pancake. Jeff believes that we already have many of the answers we seek, and by simply unleashing our inner child, we can find our purpose and, in turn, help to create a better world. According to Jeff, while we spend most of our time pretending to be important, serious grown-ups, it's when we let go of that facade and just play that the real magic happens. Fully embracing our own nerdy genius, whatever that is, gives us the power to make a difference and change lives. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm very excited on a personal level and for our listeners. So I'd really like to start with, what do you think play is? What's your definition of play? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, I define play as any act that has no result, that actually brings you fully present in the moment where you don't have anxiety about the future, you don't have uh, regrets about the past, and you're just fully in flow. And you know you're at play when you feel very joyful and you actually don't recognize time. It's almost like it disappears. So that's when I believe people are in play. And you can be in play doing many different things from reading to walking to some creativity, but whatever that brings you fully present where you almost forget about time. Beautiful. Okay, great. And I know there's a lot of research about this, but I was hoping you could share, why do we need play? Um, There's so many different reasons why. First, for survival. I think a lot of people don't realize the amount that animals play especially when they're younger, as a way to like practice for like how to survive, how to navigate. And especially even now during these crazy chaotic times, play is what you need to embrace in order to deal with all the chaos, right? I think a lot of times adults get so focused on expectations and expectations many times are the thief of joy But when you're able to embody that play-oriented, playful, childlike, curious mind space, you're able to see so many more opportunities that you otherwise would never get a chance to see. 
in addition to that, you get, you know, um, as I think it was uh, the person that wrote uh, Belong, uh, Nadia Agarwal, I believe her name was, but she had this a term where she referred to it as dose. You get a dose every time you get play because you get dopamine, you get oxytocin, you get serotonin, and you get endorphins. So you're getting all these different feelings from it, uh, which are really important. And um, even the doctor play, Stuart Brown says, like, the opposite of play is depression. So you really do want to take time in order to play. I agree. I very much agree. Now, having said that, I will admit, and many of my listeners know, I'm having trouble figuring out how to play or how to have fun, which you know I associate play with fun in a lot of ways. But under these conditions where you can't hang out with the people you want to hang out with, or you can't go to the amusement park, or you can't do some of the things that maybe in the past counted as play, do you have any suggestions for us of how yeah, we can play? Absolutely. First, I think, um, and I learned this uh, coaching someone recently where look at what you do on a given day or maybe even a given week and you might already be doing play that you didn't realize you were actually doing i, I was talking once with a lawyer and she was just like yeah i don't play enough um and i was like what do you do and she's like well i work with a lot of you know agencies and organizations and i help people that almost hate each other get along with each other and it was like oh that's super interesting and then as we dove more into it we found out that was her play so I think there's the first part of recognizing there's probably play you're already doing, right? Okay. Second, then I love to do this thing. I do this with my uh, colleague, Lauren. Um, we run a workshop called Your Future is Where Your Fun Is. And the whole process of that, or of that uh, workshop is to explore your play core values. What did you love to do as a child? And based off of that, what were your core values? So I loved, um, well, I'll give Lauren's example. She loved playing sardines, which was opposite hide and seek. And as we looked at her core values, we realized creativity, connection, and collaboration were really important values of hers when it comes to play. So then we brainstormed a bunch of different um, games and things she could do that cover creativity, connection, and collaboration. So you could have your friends be like, I need to do these things more. And you reach out to your friends and you're like, how can you help me? Give me some ideas, brainstorm with me. Also, they, you could also ask them this question. When was the last time you saw me happy? When was the last time you saw me playful? When was the last time you saw me full of joy? What was I doing? Okay, how can we do this even during quarantine, even during these COVID times? What is another creative way of doing this? I was coaching someone recently that um, she loves to travel. Travel is her thing. She can't travel right now. There's no way of she, she can travel. But she instead joined all these travel organizations and is meeting all of these fascinating people that are from all over the world that also love travel. And right now she feels like she's traveling, even in this situation. So there's many different ways of seeing it. You just have to be creative. And then you just have to ask your friends for help to help you play more. Okay, great. I will definitely give it a try. I noticed on your website, you have a page that's called Positive Psychology Playlist. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I got my positive psychology uh, education through the, um, the CAP program, which is the Flourishing Center program run by Amelia. Um, I, for, I can't pronounce her last name, but it's a phenomenon. She's amazing. Amelia of the Flourishing Center. 
Um, and uh, one of the last things I created right before I ended uh, that educational uh, workshop or, or seminar was I created a positive psychology playlist where I took actual uh, positive psychology uh, programs or aspects of positive psychology. And then I explored what type of play might go with this. Because I think a lot of times, you know, even if you study positive psychology, you're like, oh, well, I want to savor more. How do I savor more? But then they, there's no one that really explains like what you could actually do. So, you know, I was just like, well, let's explore how you, how one could savor more. Oh, you could do something like we're going to chase sunsets and the whole week you're going to chase sunsets, whether you're going to get in your car and drive to go find a sunset, or you're going to wake up really early in the morning and watch every sunrise. Because what's fascinating about savoring is the better you get at it, the better you're able to literally slow down time in your mind. And you start to not only savor sunrises and sunsets more, but you begin to savor other things more. You begin to enjoy your meals more because you're, everything is taking a longer period of time because you're slowing down. And you can feel that, especially when you travel and you're like, ah, oh, I don't have any responsibilities. Oh. So I, I wanted to create like a playlist of like, how do we explore that, right? What are the things that we can do? Same thing with, you know, your fixed mindset versus your growth mindset. Like, what is something you can do from, um, you know, taking yourself outside of your comfort zone? It's just like, let me identify one way in which I have a fixed mindset and then let me have my friends help me break out of that. Like, while I'm not good at drawing, that's my fixed mindset. Well, we're going to draw. Well, I can't see you face to face. Well, then let's hop on a Zoom and you being a drawer and I not knowing how to draw, we're going to draw together and then I'm going to show it to you. So like there's just thing, they're just like lovely, fun games you can do, right? You, you can always do something that like really challenges what's possible. Great. Okay. We'll put that link in our blog that goes with the podcast and we'll put it on the website so people can find you. That's fantastic. So I know you did live workshops and trainings and things like that in your role with Rediscover Your Play, the name of your organization. And I'm wondering how have you been affected now with, I mean, I'm assuming you're restricted somewhat at least. Yeah. You, yeah. So, so it's, it's interesting. It's, it's both been amazing and hard, right? Because so it's amazing in the sense of, of I can run workshops where places I wasn't even thinking of running them, right? So like I've run two workshops in Canada. Did I ever think I was going to run them in Canada? No. So that's super cool, right? But it's hard in the sense of like, how do you translate play or any workshop virtually? And that's really um, been really interesting and challenging and sometimes frustrating, but amazing when you're able to like connect virtually with people. And it's been super cool when, you know, through a lot of iterations and a lot of mistakes, I've been able to figure it out and really like get people to be like, oh my gosh, I'm playing like a kid again. You know, um, with that Your Future is Where Your Fun workshop I run, um, we got people to brainstorm each other's, like, like what they could possibly do next with their life. 
with complete strangers. So you had like strangers being like, based off your core values, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. You should create a TikTok. You should make a YouTube channel. You should write a book, you know, like all these things. And the person's like writing all these ideas down and being like, I don't even know who you are, but I love these suggestions, you know, and now I feel like I'm playing with like a community that I didn't even know existed. So that's the part that I think is really super amazing. And I've seen, you know, some of my friends like Amy Angeli, who runs a laughter yoga, like monthly session with my friend Gary Ware, where she's getting people from all over the world to laugh together. That didn't happen before. So I always challenge people to look for that silver lining, especially now. Oh, I agree. I agree. We had to switch all of ours to online. And it's been a learning experience trying to figure out how you do a very experiential, what was an experiential live workshop mm-hmm. through Zoom. But we're getting there too. And again, you're, I agree. It's, there's great things about it and there's some challenging things. <laughs> we're, but we're doing it, right? So finally, the, my question to everyone always uh, is to ask about you yourself. Mm-hmm. So how do you play? Ah, so I, I'm an exploratory play person. I love to do things that I have no idea what's going to happen, right? (laughs) So this has been a very interesting time because um, there there is uh, the author Elizabeth Gilbert that says something that really resonated with me where she said, you know, personal transformation doesn't happen until you get tired of your own BS, right? So your own, whatever you're telling yourself. So it chat like these COVID times really challenged me because I had not made many videos. And, and then all of a sudden I was challenged to be like, well, you don't have anything else to do. You're stuck at home, time to make some videos. And like, I dove into stuff like TikTok and she started creating videos and started doing all these YouTube, you know, um, videos, right? And, and throwing a bunch of this stuff on LinkedIn. I started writing more. I started applying to speak at podcasts. So my play is about like trying out something new with no idea what might happen because you just never know, right? I remember watching recently a Netflix, I don't know, show and someone on there was a podcaster. And, uh, and then my girlfriend was just like, yeah, you should reach out and talk to that podcaster and maybe hop on his show. I was on a show like uh, like a week ago. So like, I'm just trying things and just being like, I'm trying to see the world almost like a playground where I'm not really fixated on a specific result. I think that is one of the most painful moments for an adult is when they get so fixated on, I need this thing to happen exactly how I want. And one thing that I challenge people to do, and we do this also in our workshops, is we ask them to write down a bunch of things that they thought were supposed to happen in 2020, but didn't happen and are not going to happen. And we ask them to write them down and then we have them folded up into a paper airplane and we have them let go of it. Not forever, but let go of it for now. Because in order for them to create the next amazing thing with the last four months that we have in 2020, they have to let go of what they thought the expectations of 2020 are going to be. So I challenge them to do that and just explore like I'm exploring. Well, that sounds fun. (laughs) And I think we all need more fun in our lives right now. I really appreciate your time and we really want people to check out your website. And I'm going to check out that positive psychology playlist myself to see if I can get some new ideas for fun. And uh, maybe I'll hit on it now. I get close, but it's just not quite 
quite there. <laughs> so, and I, and I will say this: ask one of the things that really helps is to have a play partner or multiple play partners. So I always tell people: call up your friends and be like, "I'm not playing enough. Help me." And and I ask them to ask them two questions. One of them is. You know, what value do I bring to your life? Because that's always a great energizer when someone reflects on how awesome you are, because a lot of times people don't hear how awesome they are. And then second, the question I asked earlier, just like, when have you seen me most playful and joyful? Can you help me get back there? And then they can help you because you don't have to do it alone. Play is a connective experience. We should all be doing it together. Yeah, I, and I think maybe that's part of the key is just learning how to connect in a different way now where a lot right. of people are kind of stuck. They're like, well, I can't see them, so I can't play. I can't do anything with them. And we right. can, we just have to get more creative about it. And honestly, I think we have to get used to this because it's not going away anytime soon. So Exactly. So we might as well embrace it and have fun with it. Fun with it. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. And I hope everyone starts playing more starting right now. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks again to Jeff for his time and insights. All right, I'm motivated to try again. I like what Jeff said about how work can be play. I'm going to think about that, as I actually used to think of my work as play, but may have forgotten that over the past few months. My first steps are going to be to increase my awareness of what is fun about my job and to find new creative outlets that I can use in my work to increase my sense of play. And I'm definitely checking out his Positive Psychology playlist at rediscoveryourplay.com slash playlist. The only question remaining is, how are you going to play today? We're changing the podcast format and eliminating the short mindfulness meditations that we play at the end because the intention of those meditations was to help you get started with how to meditate not to provide the sole source of your meditation practice. Studies indicate that meditating a minimum of 20 minutes per day leads to the most positive health and wellness outcomes. We will be recording meditations that can be found on our website within the next couple of weeks. To clarify, it's absolutely fine to start with 2, 3, or 5 minutes a day, but the goal is to increase that time up to at least 20 minutes a day. Some people don't feel the effects of meditation unless they meditate for 30 minutes to an hour, so it varies by individual circumstances, but it is well worth the investment of time, so we encourage you to keep practicing. Find a comfortable position and close your eyes or lower your gaze. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold for one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in, one, two, three, Four, hold for one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
breathe in one, two, three, four, hold for one, two, three, four, exhale one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now take in a deep cleansing breath and sigh with relief. Have a wonderful week. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. We encourage you to meditate every day, be mindful in your daily activities, and please stay safe and be well. Until next time, please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Breathwork music, Angel's Dream by Akash Gandhi. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.